drinks, trivia and social history with absolutely no tasting notes. I'm Tim and I'm joined by... oh, wait, um, it seems like Illyria may have forgotten about our little meat. As regular listeners will know, she does have the memory of a goldfish. Uh, actually, that's not fair to the goldfish because myth-busting time. Myth-busted! There have been thousands of studies on fish memory since the 1950s that conclusively show they can remember things for years. And goldfish in particular are quite intelligent, so much so that they are the species often used for this research. They can navigate mazes correctly months after they first explored them, and recognise friends after years apart. And yet the goldfish memory myth persists across the whole world in different cultures. Perhaps we are the ones with the short memories, and it might be because of our boozy theme. Alcohol affects short-term memory by slowing down how nerves communicate with each other in a part of the brain called the hippocampus. The hippocampus plays a significant role in helping people form and maintain memories. When normal nerve activity slows down, short-term memory loss can occur. And this can range from patchy recollection to a full episodic blackout. While alcohol inhibits our explicit memory, things that require conscious effort to recall, it has no effect on our implicit memory, things we have learned and re-perform without thought. You really never do forget how to ride a bike. The hippocampus is a Greek word, named after its comparable appearance to a seahorse, The Hippocampoi, fish-tailed horses, were regarded as the adult versions of little seahorses, and in Mediterranean myth, they pulled the chariot of the sea god Poseidon, or carried Nereid mimps on their back. The ocean has a memory, not just mythologically, but as described by scientists to explain the way that the top layer of an ocean's climate should be persistent, not as changeable as the weather and now the ocean is losing its memory. There are many aquatic associations with memory, and I'm going to tell you about one that brings it together with drinking. While short-term memories are fleeting moments, there is no known limit to the storage capacity we hold in our long-term memories. Short-term memories are sealed in our long-term memory while we sleep. We dream and sort the inconsequential surrealism from the deep and meaningful. It's how we learn best, which is why I always take a nap after countdown. In the underworld of Hades, Hypnos, god of sleep, is lulled into slumber by the babbling river known as Lethe. Lethe means forgetfulness or oblivion. Its counterpart in the Greek language is aletheia, which we interpret as truth but more accurately means unforgetfulness. While Lethe's aquatic counterpart is Nemesine, the pool of memory. 
There are four other rivers in the Greek underworld. Acheron, the river of sorrow. Cocytus, the river of lamentation. Phlegathon, the river of fire. And Styx, the river that separates earth and the underworld. Lethe borders Elysium, afterlife for gods, heroes, and the righteous. And while some shades of the dead will be chosen to sate their thirst in the pool of memory, gaining knowledge of all and ascending to divine immortality, most will be taken to Lethe, where an unquenchable thirst and growing forgetfulness will result in the oblivion of their past lives. In some Orphic traditions, this means they are then free to be reincarnated, unburdened by knowledge they regret and revitalised by tabula rasa. A rite of passage which exists not only across Western Greece, but Eastern Buddhism too in the Tibetan Book of the Dead. The personification of Lethe is the daughter of Eris, goddess of strife and cause of the bloody Trojan Wars. Her sisters are Ponos, hardship, Limos, starvation, Algia, pains, Hismenaya, battles, Machai, wars, Phonoe, murders, Androctosae, manslaughters, Nekia, quarrels, Sudea, lies, Logoi, stories, Amphilogiae, disputes, Dysnomia, lawlessness, Arte, ruin, and Horkos, oath. She is not in good company. Whereas the daughters of Nemesine are the nine muses which inspire the arts. The rivers of Lethe and Nemesine can also be found at the Oracle of Delphi, that mystical temple of fortune tellers which features the inscription, Know Thyself, either a Socratic call to action or a narcissistic curse. Trophonius, which means to nourish, was the son of King Aginus on earth, but claimed divine lineage from Apollo, and to prove it, built his temple at Delphi. He was offered the prophecy that if he indulged all his senses for a hedonistic six days, on the seventh he would receive his greatest wish. We don't have any stories of what exactly this involved, but we can be fairly sure it involved wine. On the seventh day, he was found dead. A progenitor of the 27 club, perhaps. Those whom the gods love die young, observed Menander. The cult that arose from the legend of Trophonius encouraged its members to make celebratory sacrifices in the day before descending into a cave at night to drink from both rivers Lethe and Nemesine. While oracles were experienced at inhaling hallucinatory vapours and interpreting the godly augurs, these cult members emerged horrified and yet unable to recall exactly what they'd seen. Priests would place them upon the seat of Nemesine to try and piece together prophecies from the broken recollections and ravings. And to avoid that myself, let's conclude. When we raise a glass to the memory of a loved one, or we drink to forget our sorrows, when we go for a pint after class and talk about new ideas, when we overindulge at a celebration and forget the embarrassing karaoke, when we sip a glass of wine from seven years ago and remember a special holiday, when we forget what a hangover really feels like, so we do it all again. We splash around in the pools of knowing and unknowing, 
Nemesine and Lethe, around the cave of dreams and sleep, ushering us through the underworld into the unknown. <laughs>